electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber, at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures steady here. The Dow up seven days in a row. Longest streak since July. Another wave of earnings and Fed speak today, including Fed Chair Powell this hour. Oil approaching 75, lowest since June. Our roadmap begins with stocks trying to build on this rally. S&P and NASDAQ are riding their longest daily win streaks since 2021. Speaking of rallies, Microsoft shares closing at another record high that follows fresh opportunities optimism about growth from a key partner in its uh, efforts in AI. And uh, we're continuing to keep an eye on the housing sector. Mortgage rates are retreating. In fact, they posted their biggest one-week drop in over a year. Speaking of which, let's get to the markets extending their win streak. Jim, a lot of that's going to circulate around a 30-year back to 7.6. Yeah, well, that allows you to be able to buy a lot of things. I mean, that's what happened yesterday. It was a data dog rally. Data dog actually said something that was really key, which is said the optimization is declining. Okay, that's all. Uh, that's all enterprise software speak. But basically, said there was a lull in orders. Orders are back. That reverberated everybody from ServiceNow uh, uh, to uh, Salesforce to Amazon Microsoft. to Alphabet and to Microsoft. And you know, so you got this little data dog, you know, thirty-three billion dollar company. I know that used in the old days, David. That was big. Right. Uh, but what they're saying is there had been a problem, and we knew there was a problem with, with enterprise software, with a DevSecOps, so to speak. Uh, that's not black ops, that's DevSecOps. And that apparently is over, and that's allowing a lot of companies to, uh, uh, to breathe. Because that had been the theme of the quarter until yesterday. See, we can take that much of a narrative from data, Dom? Okay, so that's really important. That's what, where the bonds come in. If the bonds weren't going the way of the bulls, I think it would have been... No pin action. We would knock the one pin and nothing else happened. But when you have the bonds going, people are willing to extrapolate all sorts of things. And that's what happened yesterday. Right. So you had that momentum being created. Yeah, the bonds allow you to dream. And you know? Allow to dream. Some people dream dreams of just Datadog. I dream dreams of bigger things. You do. I yes, I do. Datadog was downgraded by some sort of left. Mizuho today criminal. does cut to I'm neutral. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I look at what you're cutting to neutral a company, that is at the absolute heart of a lot of both security and uh, observability is the word that people use, of your dashboard. And there are a couple companies that do that, obviously. And David, when we look at enterprise software, you and I both know that there are, there's like a dozen companies ready to come public right now, including Databricks, which is $43 billion. And these are all companies that do the same thing, which is they allow you to observe how AI is doing within your organization. And I don't think there's anything more important right now. Even Apple right now, front and center, Morgan Stanley saying, don't worry about our AI. But when you look at Amazon Web Services, uh, Google Cloud, which is trying to recover from a lot of bad publicity, we don't know why. And when you look at Azure, it's all about observability. Are people really using it? And how is it being used? And it's very impressive. Right. Uh, MongoDB, Mongo similar. Use of AI, the 
measurement tools it provides, the data, these are what the, many of these enterprise software companies are focused on. Yes. Or enabling you to respond even more quickly. Right. Whether it's to your customers or to your employees, exactly I guess. Right. Like, yes. Um, it meant, by the way, discover hack internally. I mean, the idea is don't ever have another Clorox. Mm-hmm. Don't know where Hidden Valley Ranch is hidden, so to speak. <laughs> um, does it keep going, Jim? I mean, first of all, well, that, the that, idea yeah. that these companies will actually be able to get to the public markets, for example, is right. still uh, unclear, to say the least. I think the Databricks is going to come public at a $50 billion valuation. $50 billion. Yeah. Because okay. Databricks is, in many ways, the AI way to rent the cloud. Remember, a lot of people feel that Snowflake is just the way to rent the cloud. An AI way to rent it, where you have a lot of information and observability. Remember, David, you're, t- you're talking about trillions of pieces of data. You can't pop. No human can do it. You can't do it. But yeah. you bring in Snowflake's having a good run here. But, but the AI play is Databricks, and it's not public. I want a piece of Databricks. Everyone should. And here we're not talking as much about the generative AI that we've all been enamored with for the last nine months, right? Right. We're talking much more about using AI to be able to figure out how your business is doing. I mean, look, this morning Ralph Lauren reported good quarter. And I think one of the reasons Ralph, they did direct to consumer. They're, by the way, much more technology-oriented than most people. I mean, you can go into a virtual Ralph Lauren store on the on the web and figure and fit yourself. Uh, almost, there's a, a great plurality of their business is is, is direct to consumer. Well, what is that? When you see that, that means they can analyze who's coming, who's using, real time. And you, you make the argument, well, listen, maybe a bank should be real time, and that's absolutely true. But everybody wants to have real time observability, and that is exactly what we saw from Datadog. I wish they were named something else. There were a lot of companies that, that were trying to buy them before they came public. Hmm. And the company's worth, the company had a, remor- it was a remarkable quarter. Yeah, well, uh, quite remarkable. a reaction on the earnings print, as we said the other day. Uh, RL does reiterate the full year guide. Jim, like everything that. you're saying is about companies getting more efficient. Yes. They went through their earnings recession. They're seeing some margin recovery. Unemployment's strong. GDP's strong. Uh, I mean, but what are, is there to be worried about now? Well, these are productivity gains. Let's be sure people understand that it's not like you're adding people. Uh, you're just being sure uh, where your money is coming in and who's looking at what. I mean, this is something Adobe and ServiceNow had before everybody. But now it's it's generally for everyone. I mean, that's kind of there isn't I think you're, if you're not spending and this was the key line, if you're still optimizing, meaning if you're still just spending a little bit, you're getting left behind because the world's going so fast. This is something that Jensen Wong and the people who run Data uh, Databrick, which were Jensen's the lead investor that said NVIDIA, said over and over again, which is that if you don't spend, you're going to be left behind. So companies tried to cut back spending, but now they can't anymore. And that was the theme of yesterday. That was a remarkable theme because it was the opposite of what we heard even three weeks ago, which is why it was so encouraging. There's Jensen. He's doing so well. His hair's going white. I don't know why, man. He's crushing it. Oh, well, well, but oh, I know. Yeah, Jeez. sometimes that happens just in general. Sort of yeah, Jay Powell. The days pass. Jay Powell. The hair turns. Jay you know, Powell, he, yes, he's also got great he got, hair. Yeah, he got great hair. Yeah. Great yeah. guy, Jay. Not our buddy over here. No, well, not, not, yeah, you know, that's not really Stay in the game yeah. just for a minute. Uh, Meanwhile, like, Roblox was not this. Roblox... Just kind of fun. They're bringing Johnny Cash vibes today a little bit. Yeah, little, little, yeah. we got a variation. It's all about sortorial uh, variation. Ring of Fire? You want to uh, sing that? Thing? Yeah. I, I, I think some of the stuff that Dylan did with Johnny Cash was some of the best. Amazing. The, uh, uh, the, that one song. Oh, God. Northern? Northern. Yes. The, uh, yeah. It's powerful. Well, plus the cover of Hurt. 
one of yes, the best covers yes, of all time. Yes, and then Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, then, and then there's Warner Brothers Discovery, speaking of Johnny Cash. And Hurt. And, uh, I don't know if that was uh, that was a great movie. They had massive actually. cash flow. Fantastic. They had massive big cash flow. flow. Yeah, the stock. Listen, the, the call's been going on on Warner Brothers Discovery, and right. we might as well talk about it because the stock's been kind of moving all over the place. It first came in as a reasonably decent quarter, uh, then the call started and the worries began. I mean, let me give you some of the basics of the quarter again. A lot of the analysts saying, you know, not bad, mixed. They did lose seven hundred thousand subs in direct to consumer. Uh, free cash flow though was quite strong. Let's call it $2.1 billion. That was above uh, the estimates of many of the analysts who follow the company. Uh, ad revenue, we know it's a tough market for advertising for, I hate to say old media, but just in general, broadly speaking, although not as much for the metas of the world. Right. Uh, down 13%. But what, what, um, what got people worried on the call was, listen, we're very focused, as you know. It's not the market cap of this company. It's the debt load where they stand. There had been an expectation that they would have actually come in at a lower leverage ratio um, than they did. They came in at 4-2, all in. Some had anticipated they might be as low as 3-8, ending the year perhaps as low as even 3-5, going into, let's call it, next year. On the call, the CFO said, we're unlikely to hit our leverage target by the end of 24 without meaningful recovery of the TV ad market. Uh, Let's take a listen to that. I think we have it. You got that? Stuff. from today's perspective that we will hit our target leverage range by the end of 2024 without a meaningful recovery of the TV ad market. All right. He's, <laughs> I said it and he said it, uh, but you heard it from him as well. So now you can believe me. Um, that was what uh, started the, this, uh, this decline. Now, they, by the way, in the call, they said, listen, we're not saying our EBITDA is going to be lower. It's just a function of where we are in the ad market. But, you know, there had been this expectation that by the end of next year, you get to as low as at least three, three, maybe even below three times. Yeah. And that's been an important uh, part of the story here, because the lower you get the leverage, the more free cash flow, the more, you, you know, your interest payments decline, um, Jim, and you have a, a, a basically more money to do other things with, including right. perhaps being aggressive as some of the other parts of the industry really suffer. So a mixed quarter overall, not bad, really. Well, Free it, cash flow is strong. Now, by the way, we're not clear the benefit of not having to pay for content while the strikes were going on is also a key. So that will come back at some point in terms of actually having to spend more money. But they do have a, you know, Disney only made, what, what about $1.5 billion free cash flow. So it's not Yeah, bad. but and the story here is a free, is, yeah, is, oh, absolutely. is cut, just, cut, cut. Right. Um, optimize efficiency, cut, get free cash flow up, retire as much debt as right. you can at a discount, which they have been doing. Reduce your overall debt load and have your leverage ratio come down. And so that's where investors have been very focused with Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay. You know, we talk about it a lot. Market cap wise, it's not that large, but they still got 40 plus billion in debt. Well, this is something that where it was, but I want to uh, check you had that not number. Had, you had not had your John Malone interview yet, right? Uh, no, that will be well, tomorrow. Will this be really crucial? Will he can yes, help us. This will this? be this will be an important part of it. Him right. discussing his view of what Mr. Zaslav has been doing at Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, and um, and what the future holds, not just for that company, but for the overall ecosystem of direct to consumer, of entertainment there. Uh, sports and everything else. Tomorrow's going to be a good day. Uh, we got Malone, we got Maffei, Chris Winfrey's first interview. He's the CEO of Charter. He hasn't talked publicly since that uh, they resolved that dispute with Disney that we talked a great, great deal about. That really did 
perhaps present a new template for how the distributors and the programmers are going to be working together. Uh, and then also Sirius rolling out a, a, a new, uh, um, what are they rolling out, Kerry? A new format? What are we talking? What is it? A new, that's Sirius. New branding. So, yeah, got that. Okay. Meantime, Barbie, one and a half billion, uh, highest grossing Warner movie I, I ever, although studio revenue only up three. I know, and I think that one of the problems with this story is, is that you had these different items. I had this same problem with Mattel, uh, less Birkenstock. Like, well, how much impact did this movie have? And it, I think a lot of people just fe- felt, well, look, everybody benefited, but people felt Mattel only got a quarter benefit. Here there were other things that made it so that it didn't resonate as much. And the next thing you know, uh, you have a... A, a Mattel that is still down from when it reported, and a Warner Brothers that seems like the commons in free fall, and yet the ca- the cash flow was what I was looking at. But obviously, yes. I mean, why not Warren? Look, this is a quarter where a lot of people just said, "Look, things are choppy." I mean, I I could go through. Uh, I've got every. I've got Robin Hood's choppy. Uh, although, of course, they won't admit it, but the numbers are choppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Upstart was choppy there. They came somewhat to admit it. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of choppies. And I think that that's we got. We obviously get Disney after the close today, guys. Choppy. I don't. Know. What are you? What are you expecting, Jim? Do you have an expectation I, there? I, in I, terms no, of, but I know what I need to see. Which is? I need to see some strategic partnerships. And without strategic partnerships, that eighty-four dollars stock is at eighty, flirting with seventy-nine until we hear what Nelson Peltz wants to do. Right. And I think that that's what I worry about. A strategic partnership will keep the wolves at bay. I don't know that you're going to get that strategic partnership announcement. You're talking something like ESPN, for yeah, well, example. Yeah, then, then the stock is to 80, okay? Well, they do a dividend. Well, I, mean, I want a penny. You may get pennies? some language around it. I just don't know that you're going to get an actual announcement of news specific to where, you know, joining the, with to, fill in the blank. Then, that's, then, that doesn't, then the stock doesn't go up. That stock needs that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have the Perlmutter... The Pelts Coalition wanting to put someone on. We had someone on yesterday saying that was Jim Stewart saying what it would mean to have somebody in the board the boardroom that could be disruptive. And I, mean, I was in one of those situations. The guy was disruptive. Broke my heart. Would come home every day and say, I can't believe how bad things are. How about some of uh, Kevin Meyer's comments about coming back and helping out to the degree that he can? Yeah. Well, he's been involved. He and Staggs have both been involved. I mean, now Hugh Johnson has just come in, right? You had a real void there when when Christy McCarthy left. And or kind of maybe left. the void was there when she was there. Yeah, <laughs> may have been. I think that's an argument that certainly some would make. But they, you know, they he needed help, Iger. Yeah, and, and fast. But so I don't he think Hugh Johnson's going to do the people. That's not going to make Nelson Peltz like it more. I, I know that's false narrative. No, but that's an impressive hire, isn't it? Oh, I think it's a very impressive hire. I think Hugh Johnson can go anywhere. People take him in anywhere. Yeah. And he's a really good guy, and he's much less divisive. There was like a divisiveness about Disney. Right. Like, that's got to end, the divisiveness. Um, we'll be watching closely. Guys, like I Mickey did want to. The gross debt number on, Dis- on Discovery is $45.3 billion. Uh, they ended with $2.4 billion in cash on hand. And again, 4.2 well, times net leverage. Then why is the stock just getting little crushed? Higher is than, that one line about ad revenue? Yeah, well, and not getting the net, not getting leverage down to where people want it. All right. Yeah. That's all it takes. Barbie. Who made the money off of Barbie? <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam Aaron? I never saw Barbie. Jason Kelsey? Travis Kelsey? Jason Kelsey named a. Uh, People's Magazine, the sexiest man. Oh, really? I picture him without a shirt on. Jason? Yeah, Jason. 
the offensive lineman. How'd you know that he plays offensive line? You're pretty good, man. The Eagles. Well, all I know is that that even Howie Roseman loved him. (laughs) It's a weird segue, but all right. All right. Uh, Take a look at the pre-market. So many names to get to. We're not going to get to them all, but we'll try. Rivian, Hood, Kava, Roblox, Warby, Under Armour, Toast. In a moment. Everyone we're going to get to. Don't underrate us. Sing Ring of Fire. (laughs) Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Mortgage rates, as we said a moment ago, experiencing their sharpest one-week decline in more than a year. According to Mortgage Bankers Association, the average contract rate on the 30-year fix fell last week by a quarter point to just over 7.6. group also says mortgage apps rose for the first time in a month, up two and a half. Jim, it's the biggest jump in purchase since June. Well, I think that, look, people are, you know, they're on the sidelines. People feel like that things just went up way too fast. I like the Horton comments yesterday. It was a great quarter where they said, listen, we're going to make more affordable homes. They had to do that because rates have gone uh, way up. Uh, I think there's still problem. The biggest problem is inventory. Uh, housing is still about 30% above where it was in 2019. J-PAL wants to see it back to 2019, so it's not good enough. And uh, anything that makes it so that uh, the house price itself can go up, even if rates go down, wrong. Jay doesn't want to see that. we got to go with what Jay wants. Everybody else doesn't matter. So I think that while this number was terrific that it went down a little bit, if affordability, uh, we have to make it so that, that, that there's so much inventory that people have to cut. That's his goal in everything. And it's the same thing with used cars. Uh, it's working with food, of all things, believe it or not, because of a bumper crop. But this must happen. And rents, uh, the Bloomberg piece yesterday about rents going down, I think was significant, particularly in the hot markets. So things are going this way, but not fast enough. That's why you still hear these people, these rear guard people say that there may be another raise, even though the yield curve indicates not. I, I'm not, David, I'm not satisfied yet that the, that the parts of America that people feel have gotten overheated have really come down enough. I still think the working person is being hurt by When inflation. will you be satisfied? Uh, I'll be satisfied when there's a glut of cars, homes, and apartments. That all has to happen. Uh, Meredith Whitney, uh, on with us yesterday, argues that that is going to happen because yeah, we, there are so many people over 50 who are going to downsize. They got $20 trillion in equity over the past 10 years. They're going to pay cash for their smaller town home. Um, uh, and you're going to see inventory or supply improve. Uh, periodically, I disagree with her, but this was a spot-on performance. She's dead right. And I think that that's why Pal wins, but it can't happen overnight. I mean, you don't just have a sudden glut of homes, sudden glut of, of apartments. You could get a sudden glut of autos, but because there was a strike, uh, which is still hurting that industry, 
uh, you're not, Rivian's not going to make up for it. And certainly Lucid's not. No. Well, Lucid, I mean, they're producing so, what, what is it, 7,000 well, I said they were going to do 10, they go to 80. Yes. Be, I mean, whereas it's fungible. Rivian is going to have a, we'll be looking at Rivian in a bit, but there's Lucid. Yeah, Rivian shares are up. Rivian has RJ's power. Grinch they like on told Amazon, earlier. you're increasing. not going to get all of our stuff. Right? No, producing for more than really just Amazon. Yeah, uh, in terms of the vans. That's the only positive EV story I've heard uh, since Musk started cutting prices. It's a positive EV story. What's the music play? I'm like, we, we, we got another 40 companies to cover. And we'll Wait, have we the haven't time. even gotten to toast. But we got to think about your mad dash, because that's coming up soon. Oh, uh, toast is toast. Oh, I gave it away. Uh, yeah, toast is down 20 last yeah, night. That's no upstart. Uh, Ooh, gave that one away, too. We'll get to some of those names. We will get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Busy Wednesday setting up with a bunch of Fed speak as well. Ten-year continues to circulate around 4.55. And futures close to session highs. Don't go away. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Take a look at some S&P gainers this morning. A uh, bunch of earnings uh, movers on the list, but you'll see take two close to the top on some of this GTA news. We'll get to some of that as well. Opening bell coming up in just about five minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We've observed softening consumer trends to date in Q4 and particular challenges in Europe, suggesting we may see a more muted seasonal uptick over the holidays. We are focused on controlling what we can control, being prudent about our costs, leaning into operational efficiencies, and continuing to drive innovation for our customers. All right, that was uh, Jamie Iannone, the CEO of eBay, on the call, and that is the subject of your mad dash. Stock's going to be down. Bummer. Okay, thank you, Jim. Okay. Let's move on now. Look, when you see, uh, look, there's certain words that you see, and you just have, you just say, "Listen, I got to sell," or knee-jerk people. And so it's like, consumer demand in September carried through some October was weak. Uh, cash flow, not what I wanted to hear. Uh, premature offer specific commentary in the midst of our planning Wait, process. Wait, what, what, what was that last thing you uh, read? Uh, you? Our outlook for free cash flow just yeah. under $2 billion this year remains unchanged. We always want to see accelerating free right. cash flow. Right. And then, David, in general, volume uncertainty, a global economy, these are all the things that just say, oh, man, I don't know. I'd rather be in Costco. I'd rather be in Amazon. I'd rather be in Walmart. I mean, this is in the end a retailer. So it is a retailer. It's a retailer. Yep. So uh, they are not an upstart. Oh, I, I love those. But I just think that the eBay file done. You're not going to be picking that up for a while. No, I want you to. I want you to stick a fork in it. 
Okay. All right. Stick okay. a fork I'll in keep, eBay. I'll keep that in mind. I mean, enough. Enough. I mean, it's like, how long? Can you just disappoint me forever? At a certain point, I'm going to take you off my screen. <laughs> what? What am I saying that's wrong? I mean, I have a number I want to take off my screen. I want to take just a second, will you? I want to take Upstart off my screen. I want to take Toast off my screen. These are just, they're not Upstarts and they're Toast. We're but gonna get, bros. We'll get to Toast. We'll get to Upwork. Bunch of big movers uh, yeah, on results. There you go. Wrong up. I got the wrong up. Let's get the opening bell first, though. CNBC real time exchange. The big board. It is Sherwin Williams. And at the NASDAQ, celebrating its listing via SPAC, FinTech uh, Optics, an optics and photonics manufacturer, as the Bulls gym will once again make a run at 4,400, which is some year-end targets uh, around the street. Yeah, look, I, I was listening to Brad Gerser today, and he directly uh, blamed Mike Wilson for creating a shroud of negativity. And I don't know Mike personally. I hear he's a super guy. That's the word on him. Super. 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 I'll take him to, for, I'll, I'll take him out to dinner at Del Frisco's at Rockefeller Plaza if he wants to. If he wants to do that. That's that's a choice. That's a, that's a go-to. Del Frisco's Rockefeller Center? Yeah. Well, for my wife's birthday, we're going there, and then we're yes. going to Saturday Night Live. Yes, you are. And I just got to tell you, man, I am golden. This was the first birthday present I'd done, but she didn't say, oh, uh, thank, thank you. Good. That's and nice. You have the receipt because I had that. You bought that for me last year. <laughs> that's it. Was a bad one this time. Ah, I forgot. Look nice. What are you doing? I'm looking at things that are moving. All right. Talk to me later. Yeah. Um, I think that these Apple negative calls remind me of when you let's say you get something wrong. You can either dig your heels in and continue to say, hold it, the, the max, you can't get it. And by the way, the max, it took me two days to get I don't know where these guys are getting it. Or you can just say, you know, the view of Morgan Stanley, which is that Siri is still the ultimate AI app, is one that resonates to me. Uh, and are they defensive about not being AI? I think they have a lot of AI. My suggestion, just for the record, is to have affinity AI. Let's say you want to... Uh, you, you're on fantasy, and you have a lot of players whose names you can't type in. Well, like, you know, you just type the first three letters. It comes in, and Tim thought it was Tim Cook. Who's this? Is she a? Yes. She, that's, that's it. That's an interesting idea. So Affinity AI may be something you want to look for. And remember, if it happens, you heard it here first. You were you were making fun on Twitter today about those who told you to sell at 171 uh, or the key 165. Bank. I brought the key bank piece, not because I'm a mean, horrible guy who's also known as a blowtorch. But um, uh, Apple uh, earnings in line, results guide below, cautious view, November 3rd. This is the Apple piece, so I took it from 177 down to 171. And I only mention that because I'm a blowtorch who's mean and just felt like I should do it. Uh, it's quite a rebound. Yeah, it actually uh, yeah. took uh, surpassed the October highs. Well, people don't understand. It, it was a re- it was about the service revenue being bigger than the iMac and uh, bigger than the Mac, bigger than the uh, bigger than the wearables, bigger than the iPad altogether. But it, and that'll happen this quarter. But they don't care about that. These are the same people who don't understand. A lot of people live in the Philippines and Indonesia, and they're taking it in Brazil, and Turkey, in Mexico, Canada. These are all countries where you're setting records. They act as if the only record that matters is China, which, by the way, they took share from. 
from Huawei, even though the government's supposed to be saying, let's not own them. Meanwhile, the government's letting a thousand flowers bloom. I wonder they don't, whether they don't let this as a, as a sign, David, as a token of goodwill. Why? Maybe this is the time that, that Broadcom gets the high sign on VMware. What a great way to be able to show that the PRC is on the team. It's true. I don't know that they're on the team, but no? I guess ahead of uh, the meeting they're going between to San Xi Francisco. and Biden, Everybody's they're going to San going. Francisco. There are expectations that Broadcom will finally get the approval from the antitrust authorities in China to complete its deal to acquire I VMware. This is an interesting situation in okay. that you made an election as an investor oh, a couple of weeks ago already. Yeah. Deciding how much cash and or stock you wanted or what. And okay. you're stuck in that. You're just stuck and probably going to be until the 26th when the agreement at least expires. So um, that's kind of weird. It's and weird. it's making a lot of people unhappy who are wondering what really is going on here. Is They're it unhappy? bureaucratic the way that a hot 10 would like people to believe or is it political the way everybody else seems to believe? Well, I mean, Hoktan, who has rarely been wrong, did insist to me that this is uh, that he's not a point in some sort of big ge- uh, geopolitical fracas. Right. I think the deal gets done because I believe in Hock. But these people, what are they? Were unhappy? Like, go take some Xanax or something. I'll give him a clonopin. I think he sleep better. <laughs> Half a clonopin. I don't want to overdose. I think the expectation still is they are going to complete the transaction. It's just I, I agree with that. not on the timeline they had originally right. hoped for. And, and then another one, that, Carl, that's sneaking up. Tell me. Ahead of when they report is NVIDIA. It's kind of back. And the word, of course, with NVIDIA was, indeed, if they don't get China two years from now, that will hurt their opportunity. Since the fact that the Chinese market is so large. But I keep hearing the same thing, which is the China flowback. Anything you couldn't sell to China, you can literally mark up and send. It's kind of like when you see like a Bath and Body Works. But no, I shouldn't say it. Let's use Bed Bath, although they changed their name. That's what confused me. When they're in a, uh, a tanger. Uh, or and they decide they can't pay their lease, the new guy pays more. Is that why NVIDIA always responds to these curbs by saying it's not material to results? Yeah, because everybody wants them. Look, I, I have to tell you, and I can't get this on the record from an Amazon or from a, an Alphabet or from a Meta, but I think those companies would take every single one that, that NVIDIA makes, every single card. By the way, Take-Two Interactive, if that is indeed coming out uh, with the new Grand Theft Auto, yeah. that will be using, I believe, the latest and greatest from NVIDIA, which is very hard to tell the difference between reality. And uh, remember, it's not computer generated. That's not what it is. It's reality and artificial. No, it's not. What is it? It's artificial intelligence. It's, it's done by numbers. It's not. When I was talking to myself, David. Not sure I understand the difference, but okay. Well, the numbers are very, very much better. When you're talking to yourself, you don't know that it's not yourself. You think it is yourself. I see. Kind of like O's. The mentalist? Okay. Oz. No. It goes with O's? Oz was the guy who lost in the Senate race in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's O's? O's. The mentalist is O's. Yeah. I didn't know that. O's. That's why it's an amazing show. It, it, really, it really is. is. It is. The things you part learn. of the fun is just trying to decipher yeah. what we're talking about. Yes. Well, that's, that's part of it. That yes. is a lot of it. You, uh, you know what? I, look, I think if it was just, it, look, if it was. You need to be a code breaker. You, you need a Rosetta Stone. Navajo. <laughs> the Navajo code. The Navajos <laughs> know the show cold. Uh, Jim, from Take Two to Roblox, uh, oh, bookings, bookings beat, uh, uh, DAU's crack 70 million, losses narrow. That's going to take you back to July. You know, there, okay, now I often make fun of people by saying they're nice because that's my grandma, Nana Lily, told me to do it that way. 
In reality, Dave Bazuki really is nice. And this was, for those who know him, yes, because the kids who use Roblox, it's either they use Roblox or they're like, you know, on they're on like Fortnite shooting games. And this is good. This is the gentler, kindler. Uh, kindler? <laughs> I think he's kinder. Like, like Robert Kindler is one of your guys. He's a guest here. So that's why it's in my yeah, head. That's Kindler. Kindler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Kindler. <laughs> um, okay, but this was a terrific quarter from David, and I salute him. When's he on? What, how many shows is he on today? Is he on the 10, the 11, the 12, and the 1? Uh, I think we cut him back to just two appearances. <laughs> really? Wow, look at that move. Well, because um, he, he had a great quarter, and everyone wants their product to win. They do. They I don't do. think the shooter games is as much as... I don't dig them, so to speak. Um, guys, I wanted to briefly mention a company we rarely talk about, Uh-oh. in part because it's European, uh, Bayer. I like to say Bayer, but really everybody else yeah. says Bayer. How's the German the giant that bought Monsanto a number of years ago. One of the done? worst deals of all time. Right. Um, but the press yeah, release caught my eye this because morning. It, did seem to it wasn't a, a great quarter. Uh, you have a relatively new CEO in there. Uh, he joined, you know, basically joined in June. Here's the quote that caught my eye. We're not happy with this year's performance. Hmm. Nearly 50 billion euros in revenue, but zero cash flow. Zero cash flow. Zero is simply not acceptable. Um, and then they go on to say, hey, you know what? We might separate consumer health and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and crop. That's Sold crop the science, on. not corp science, crop science. Um, yeah, Kenview, now there's. We may separate them. You know what that means, of course. That means Monsanto lives again, most as right. in some form as a public company right. is a possibility. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Was Mi- has Michael Clayton been added to their board? Michael Clayton has not. One of the great movies. What was that about? Tony Gilroy wrote that. And what was that that exactly about? Crop science. Yeah, crop science. It was. George Clooney's best, frankly. Such a good movie. Um, You you probably think Casamigos is his best. But we're talking, Bill Anderson, again, you can have a quote like that when you're a new CEO. When you're a few (laughs) years in and you got to own the fact that you didn't produce any cash flow, you're probably not putting a quote like that in. But That's amazing, David. Eye. That's a huge company. Uh, it so is a huge company, it. an important company. Thank you, Jim, because we don't talk about it as often. No. You can see it, it has not been a good performer for quite some time. Of course, the Monsanto acquisition, a disaster in every way in terms of the litigation and everything else that yeah. came along with Roundup uh, and otherwise. Um, guys, a couple other things on my radar. Oh, and, do we and, know these? Uh, no. Endeavor reported fine. You, uh, TKO reported. Endeavor, what you're waiting for is, are they going to reach some sort of a deal with their largest shareholder and control shareholder, Silver Lake? Remember, 71% of the vote? Yeah. This is going to be interesting because you can move quickly here, right? Maybe get something done as soon as before the end of the year, given there's only one buyer. They know the company extraordinarily well. But they're in. They're going to get Mambadalo maybe to come in. Ari may roll in, Shapiro might roll in, some other shareholders. And so you do wonder if everybody's rolling in at one price, who's on the other side to argue for the highest price possible? Uh, They obviously will have a special committee. It's unclear to me whether they've hired a banker as yet. I think they're out there, but I don't believe. I might be wrong. They've hired a banker, but they will very soon. Then you'll get questions like, well, will there be a vote of the, uh, will you have to have a majority of the minority to protect these minority shareholders, particularly when you're set up for when, you know, your CEO at 6% is rolling in, your largest shareholders roll. They, so how's that going to set up in terms of an argument? Will they at least try and get a number well, you know, above and how much above the IPO price for what may very well, Jim, be a very short visit to the public markets for Endeavor? That really was, wasn't it? That was a 
quick. In and out. It, well, it hasn't happened yet, and we'll see. No, they're but, my agent, so and, I mean. I know, and, and, but, uh, but governance will be important here to see how they structure this, whether there's majority of the minority required, obviously the special committee, who's on it, because they're going to have some tough negotiating to do here with all these guys. Um, you know, there'd been hope there'd be a three in front of it. We'll you've you've given great coverage on that because I, I, well, I can't got nothing talk. yet. I'm just talking no, about a process. I was, talk, I was I trying I had to compliment insight. you for having said that. I know, but I don't, I don't have any in, great Carl, insight into where the numbers What does stand. he say? How about thank you? It's <laughs> great coverage. What happened to Manners? It wasn't deserved. I, I like there was nothing I did there that well, was I wanted I wanted I want to talk about Robinhood for a second. I was gonna get you to Robinhood. Okay, yeah. because Robinhood most of their trading is either options or crypto, okay? Now they do have a very good uh, IRA product. We, you, if you keep it for a while they'll give you some match, but I felt that the quarter frankly was awful. And the reason I say that is because I know that they claim that they're really involved in education. They claim that they're really you know, the organization that has pioneered inexpensive uh, trading, you know, not, not trading. But what they haven't pioneered is more growth. And growth is everything. And when you read the conference call, once again, uh, Vlad Lenin, I'm sorry, Vlad Tenem, is very much involved with himself and how sanctimonious and great things are. And I look at it another world, another way, which is that it, unless you teach people not to be in things that tend to drive them into oblivion, like, like options, you will not have at this pace a viable business. And am I being harsh? I am being realistic. We let a lot of people get away with saying that things are great when they're not great. And I saw that on the toast quarter where they said that things were great and they weren't great. And I saw it on the upstart quarter where things were great and they're not great. And I'm tired of the obfuscation of CEOs who come on at the top of their calls and tell you everything is great. And you look at the stock and you say to yourself, who's right, who's wrong? And I find mostly the stock is a better arbiter. MAU's down uh, 16. That's uh, really terrific. Crypto revenue down 55. That's Robinhood, right? Not Toast. Robinhood. Right. Robin yeah, toast is Toast. I don't have to worry uh, about and that. And Vlad Tenev did uh, talk about the stock price in particular. Take a listen. It feels like we've made a ton of progress, uh, and we just haven't seen it translate yet to a higher stock price. Um, on a macro level, interest rates are up, which generally isn't good for stock prices, and it hasn't been good uh, for fintech companies. But we're staying focused on things that are in our control, like growing our business and driving profits higher. Uh, over the long term, we think this is the approach that will move our share price uh, up. By comparison, Toast really just cut the top end of the guide. Oh, my God. See, now, Toast, like, I, I was in the restaurant business for you know, the federal government lets you be in both restaurant business and alcohol business because of a three-tiered system that makes you sell called the Tide House Rules after the, right after uh, Prohibition ended. But when I was in this business trying to figure out point of sale, which is what Toast does, what would happen is you'd have a point of sale system, and then someone would come in and say, what's your point of sale system? You say, well, blah, blah, blah. And they say, okay, well, I'll offer, I'll, I'll give it to you for half. And I said, but the last guy gave it to me for half. He said, well, it's a price war. Well, I mean, it's a price war that you're not going to win. You got sequential decline in EBITDA compared to the third quarter. Now, this is one of those quarters where you listen. They do have a lot of customers toast, but this is a lousy business. Point of sale is a lousy business. Why? Because it's just so competitive? There are no, there's no moat. I mean, honestly, I like I was, I had point of sale. I picked caviar. So then suddenly, like, DoorDash comes out, hey, you know. I mean, everyone that. everyone wants to be your register. Well, you know, a square, wanted to, which is now sure. Block, wants to be a register. It's a lousy business when everyone wants to do your business. Lousy. 
And anyway, Intuit's going to take over the world because Intuit is the one that actually makes it so that you can fire, oh, I'm sorry, optimize your workforce. Hmm. And file your taxes all at the same time. But Intuit is amazing. People do not understand the power of Intuit. They don't. It's a big, it's a, look at that stock. Now, there's a stock. That's a you know why? Because too. you bring them in, you save money. You fire your accountants. You can understand your payroll. And that's with the threat of the IRS doing their own simple plan. I know. Exactly right. $145 billion market value. Wow. Amen. Great company. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, Toast, if you go yeah. in and you listen to the beginning, what a dynamite quarter. Right? I mean, the dynamite quarter. Give, give me a break. It's not dynamite. Oh, here, it's uh, been a journey. Speaking of uh, uh, not, sorry, dynamite, really not dynamite nice quarters, guys, nice. let, let's at least end here with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. You're back? Paramount. You're back on I'm that? I'm back. I just want to reiterate, because the stocks are down a lot. Sasso's We're waiting nice. for Disney after the close. Uh, listen, the, you know, the, the expectation in terms of leverage, some would say, well, nobody really anticipated they'd hit their year-end targets. CFO on the call, we're fully committed to our gross leverage target range of 2.5 to three times adjusted EBITDA, that is to, at the end of 2024. That said, taking together the factors just mentioned for an early view on 24, it's unlikely from today's perspective that we will hit our target leverage range by the end of 24 without a meaningful recovery of the TV advertising market. That's what has taken the stock down. Many people say nobody really believed those leverage targets. Well, I don't know. Enough did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one analyst saying the conclusion is networks worse than expected, so management might feel the need to invest for growth in digital assets even more than they had previously. Paramount is also down substantially on this as well. Just wanted to end on that. Hey, what, what's the end game, Paramount? Depends who you ask. It's kind of uh, unscripted depends, as far as Depends who you asked. Yep. We unscripted. don't know the end game. No, not yet. Uh, it's not like a happy, you know, it's not like one of those great movies. Have you been watching? Tom Cruise will come to the rescue of Paramount in some way. I got a new one. He'll be flying out of a plane without a parachute. You want to figure it out. Check this payback. He does box. all his own stunts. I watched it again. Which one? Tom the last, Cruise, the last, the last one? It was the one that, no, that very few people watched. Well, yeah. Well, I tell you, that had the impact on Paramount that Barbie had on Warner Brothers. Didn't help. No. Except great. Barbie was a real huge hit, and Mission Impossible was disappointing in terms looked, of box I, office. My wife bought some Birkenstocks because of it. That's really the takeaway. Uh, we got our comments from Powell. Didn't really comment on the economy or rates. Got Lisa Cook under our belt. We're going to get Williams, Barr, and Jefferson this afternoon uh, as we watch uh, bonds. Pretty tame here. One reason the Dow's up 63. Tomorrow, you can join CNBC's Your Money virtual event. You're going to hear from Kramer oh. and some other financial experts on ways to maximize your finances amidst inflation, how to mitigate risk, invest for a brighter future. You can scan the QR code or just visit CNBCEvents.com slash your money. Didn't get to Under Armour yet. Shares highest since August. Uh, beat on the top line uh, and the bottom line. They cut the full year revenue guide. Inventory up six, but gross margins up a couple hundred basis points on some lower freight costs. Stock is up about 6%. Dow's up almost 100. And stock trading with Jim is coming up next. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Eli Lilly is moving. I expect on Monday when we come in, the stock might be substantially higher because we're getting some American Heart Association data about major adverse cardiovascular events that can be uh, protected 
uh, stop, basically, when you see a select study which shows that there was a 20% reduction. The reason why this is important is there are a lot of people who feel what insurance company will ever pay for something that makes you look better uh, or thin or whatever. It can't be too rich, too thin. But the, what I would take away is that this is about a heart, heart drug. And a lot of people are going to be able to say, a lot of doctors, a lot of cardi- cardiologists can put people on this after they see this data. So it does matter tremendously. I want people to be up on it and realize this is the next level for what I think will be the biggest uh, selling drug of all time. Wow. Uh, what, a, what a year it's been. Uh, and now we got targets with seven handles as and well. And most drug companies have not had things numbers that. Lily's moving towards a $600 billion well, market I mean, you value. have this drug. Now, of course, uh, don't forget we go over, and Nova Nordisk has this, but to get this out of the realm of just uh, of diabetes, which is very important, and to get and weight, you need cardio. And cardio and blood pressure is so dramatic, dramatic decline. So I think people have to recognize you come in Monday, it's going to be a drug company that's very different from what it is now. How about tonight? Okay, so Dutch Bros had a terrific quarter, and I'm so glad because I was worried that they expanded too quickly. And then, yes, Renee Haas. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to have a very good quarter, and I think that that's of this crop of new companies that came public, other than Kava, which finally kind of— We didn't mention Kava either. Yeah. yeah, uh, That I think Arm, which, of course, is partner uh, with NVIDIA, is going to demonstrate that it's got a much further reach than just where it is now. This is its first quarter since coming First quarter, public, no, it's right? obviously it's more expensive than, than almost every semi other than other than NVIDIA. Yeah. Even more expensive than, than AMD. But so I do think it, they got to prove they're deserving of that multiple. Yes, they do, and I'm thinking that they might do that. Uh, now, it's, look, NXP, the people, stock went up big and people cut it immediately. Yeah. Uh, just like the downgraded data dog. Uh, City did cut the, uh, NXP, that's right. But we have a lot of stuff today, and a lot of us, these newer companies that are, uh, frankly, showing cracks. That's the way I would look at the showing cracks. And keep in mind that an upstart, which we didn't get to, uh, or Toast, uh, when you read through, or Robinhood, when you read through the first five, six, seven graphs of the, of the conference call, do not be overly impressed because you might be wrong. Usually put the, the best stuff up high. Yeah, Robinhood uh, took from the shareholders and gave to the short sellers. Kind of a little different narrative from what we put. They're in tights, man. We'll see you tonight, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB, serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. 